millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Um, Welcome along to the Turpin Odyssey, we're looking at ITV's Dick Turpin series, the first series from uh, 1979. Today we're looking at the third episode in uh, the first series we attempted to record this episode earlier in the week uh, and it quickly transpired that um, we were at cross-purposes discussing well, you say quickly, two it took, different it, We were seven minutes into the episode before we realised yeah. that we yeah. were both talking I mean, it, about different episodes. And you, you, you immediately said, hang on a minute, I've watched the wrong episode. Correct. And I said, oh... Okay, fair enough. Mm. It's a Delaney mistake. Classic Delaney. Yeah, you've you you fessed up straight away. Yeah, um, and then we we uh, called a halt to the episode, and you did a little bit of research, and it transpired that I, Andy Dawson, King of Logistics, <laughs> had been watching the wrong episode. Um, I'd been watching, well, not watched and made notes about watched all the way through. I'd watched uh, episode five rather than episode three. No. And get this. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Episode five from series two. Fucking hell, mate. I'd just fucking randomly put an episode on, oh on YouTube. Oh, my God. And just sat down and gone through it and made notes and everything. Um, this is like Freaky and- Friday. It was like we'd changed brains. <laughs> Because sitting down and just putting on YouTube and going, right, Dick Turpin, this is probably the right one. I've watched play. that. That's the play. <laughs> oh, look, that's Dick Turpin. I'll give that a watch. That's bound to be the right one. That's such a Delaney move. And yet you, Andy Dawson, yeah. did it. Yeah. I felt yeah. the first, when I realised, I did some, it was quite difficult because all I had to go by was one name that you a character name that you had mentioned right yeah i was looking everywhere for this name in um episode by episode like episode summaries on imdb or wherever yeah couldn't see this name in the end i had to go on to the full cast and just troll looking for the name that you had said which i think was captain venables and i was just thinking yes, about El Tel. Yeah. then uh, and then eventually this is, as you can tell, using a lot of my journalistic training. I came across the name Venables, clicked on it, and realised that he'd appeared in 
series two, episode five, and I thought series this cannot be right. Two. Then yeah. he must have appeared in other episodes, but I was right, and I felt first of all, I felt deeply relieved that I hadn't done another fuck up to have you know screwed with your best laid logistics, right? Because obviously, I always feel bad about that. But then I felt it's awful to say, but I felt a, a small amount of delight because I thought, well, yeah, this is the message this is, that you sent me mm. to, to to alert me to, to what I'd done. <laughs> that was filled with delight. <laughs> uh, you know, you, I'll, I'll see you reveled in it. You reveled in it. No, mate, I did. I mean, look, I could have gone on about you. I just sent one simple <laughs> message. I can't remember what it said. I just went, I'm. I think. I think you'll find. That you have watched series two, episode five, which, as we both know, is nowhere near the correct episode. Good day to you. We will reconvene later in the week once you have viewed the correct episode and made your notes. If not, it is a waste of both of our valuable time. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, never yeah, mind. I, I mean, I think that. that makes the score in terms of uh, fuck ups and mistakes. Dawson, <laughs> Dawson one, Delaney five hundred and three. <laughs> so you know, you, you, yeah. you still got you yeah. know, there's still a healthy lead, so to speak. But, yes, but the gap has been narrowed. It has been narrowed. Been yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, this isn't the beginning of some kind of uh, mental <laughs> breakdown, mental collapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that guy over there? He was once the logistical king of England. Now look at him. Doesn't know where the fuck he's going. Doesn't know what time it is. Just wandering around the streets of Sunderland, screaming at his own reflection in shop windows. Yeah. Massive beard. Custard cream straight out of the packet, sitting on the ground. Massive beard, pushing around his dog Oscar in a fucking children's pram. Yeah. Putting a bonnet on it. Go be us gonna see it dressed up like a baby with a bonnet yeah. and a dummy Keeps in his trying mouth. to fucking feed it a bottle of milk. <laughs> Dog doesn't want to know, but you got a feel for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there we are. Um, maybe it is the beginning of the collapse. Maybe I'll redouble my efforts and become even more powerful. Yeah, in the realm of logistics. Maybe it's the Who kick knows? up the bum you needed to take things maybe to it a, is. Your, we, we all ma- do. Maybe it's time <laughs> for you to move into your imperial phase, logistically speaking. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it's time to move into that retired retirement home that Richard O'Sullivan lives in. Oh yeah. Or oh, someone alerted me on Twitter this morning. If I can just find it, because I said that I was watching. Dick Turpin for work purposes <laughs> um, <laughs> and somebody had posted uh, just last week uh, Brinsworth House near Twickenham where, the, where, where he lives Right, Mike Yarwood's in there as well did we know this? I've got to no I did not know that I've got to go to this place and they both look so happy they've both got walking sticks you can just mm. see in the bottom of the picture and they've both got big smiles in there Actually, faces. Yeah, their attitude and is: honestly, they are fucking living the highlight. Don't worry oh, about us, cunts. Trust me, there is nothing to worry about. Richard is wearing a pair of glasses, but also has a second pair of glasses around his neck on a right. chin. Yeah, uh, and Mike Yarwood wears just one pair of glasses, and he's wearing an open-necked light blue shirt and a, a kind of a light navy uh, tank top as well. And they both look. 
just fucking so so content i think we should aim to end up retiring there or set up a home for retired podcasters Mm, i don't i don't think you'd like that andy because all the other podcasters yeah they'd really annoy you Well, the thing you'd is, be I've the one who act- doesn't. Get, you know what you'd be. You'd be the, the in, and you get this in all old people's homes. There's yeah. always one who will not engage in the social and bonding activities. So there'll be bingo night and all that, and you'll be like, yeah. "No, you're right, Adam Buxton. I don't fucking think so. Thanks very much." <laughs> the my old man's like, a porn or lot. Oh, fuck come, off. come on, Andy, come <laughs> out. The lads from Guardian Football Podcast are there and everything. <laughs> no, no fucking thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. But then again, I was going to say I've got an acting job coming up later in the year, so then I'll be in the realm of acting. Yeah, you'd so be, you could get you could get for, into a um. You I'll, quali- could, I'll qualify for Brinsworth House. Yeah, I? exactly. I think you'd be get on much better there because you'd you genuinely want to hear. Those people talking and telling you stories, and you'd oh, get Yarwood. You imagine that, you'd be though? just chucking. Put you go, Mike Yarwood. Let's get a hat. Put loads of names of celebrities in it, and then you yeah. just pull pull it out, and you have to do that person. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the stories sitting imagine. around every night in the yeah. the lounge of Brinsworth House? Oh, some I've of the stories may be muddled there. and confused, but that doesn't matter. I've got to get in there. Got to get got, in I think you are. I know. I, I warned you off, didn't I? I said you shouldn't you do it. Me maybe, off, yeah. maybe. I, I can't stand in the way of journalism. It's I don't form, see any maybe. reason why. I mean, we did Humans <clears throat> of Honor for a while, and then we stopped doing it for various reasons, mostly logistical ones, right? Yeah. But we never ruled out bringing it back for the odd sort of person if we felt it was the yeah. right person. And we, and yeah. I, I genuinely think, why not ask Richard O'Sullivan? Right after at the end of this deep dive, if he would be willing to to give grant me an interview, mm-hmm. right, and I'll go to the home just about Dick Turpin. I'm I'm going to look at Brinsworth House online. Maybe they've got like a PR department. Or I'll press find a way in. in I actually do have a connection <clears throat> that I established over the weekend because I know a friend. Now this is—I mean, I do some name dropping, but this—it won't get any better than this. I know someone who knows the blonde one out of Man About the House. Whoa! And what's she called? At, Sally, yeah. Sally Tom's it. Yeah, and she blonde one. She was also in Straw Dogs, I think. No, not Straw Dogs. Um, the Wicker Man, and she, right, yeah. she <clears throat> apparently, according to this mutual associate of ours. She, a couple of times a year, goes and visits Richard at the home. Oh, lovely. That's very wholesome. Mm. Um, I'll read from the website if you want. Yeah, go on. For Brinsworth House. Brinsworth House stands as a place of safety, peace, happiness and tranquility. All the things Appro- we crave, Andy. Well, isn't it just? Yeah. Like, where do I sign? What we live for. Appropriately labelled the old prose paradise. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It, it can accommodate residents in 40 bedrooms <clears throat> who, are dedic- who are cared for by a dedicated team of highly trained nurses and care assistants. Mm. Set within over three acres of land, Brinsworth House is a beautiful mansion on the outskirts of Twickenham and for over 100 years has become the home of many retired artists and those of who have spent their lives serving the entertainment industry. That, mm. Sam, describes us, us to yeah. a T. 
If you would like to apply for residential or nursing care at Brinsworth House, or simply would like a week's temporary respite care. Yes. How old do you need to be? You said you were going to go on a solo all-inclusive. I'm 50 in July. Am I old enough? You said you were going to go on a solo all-inclusive. You didn't know where. You know, yeah. I, I was obviously pushing for Club Med, but maybe Brimsworth House is the solution. Oh, there's a video, I think, hosted by Jimmy Tarbuck. I don't think Jimmy's in the oh, hall himself. There? But there is a three-minute video from 2018. Oh, I've got to watch that. I need to deep dive that. I might watch it. <laughs> um, why do that for Friday's episode? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Built in 1850, the house has 40 bedrooms, six separate living function rooms. Oh, so that means if some of the podcasters piss me off, I could go in one of the other living rooms. Yeah. An entertainment stage with bar area. Oh, mm. they still put on shows. Did A conservatory. That, that's what's interesting is the idea, and I think it's brilliant and, and a, an amazing place, clearly, but the, the, the people in the entertainment industry specifically want to go into a retirement home with other people from the entertainment industry which is reflects really well on that industry in the sense of camaraderie and and warmth within it because in most yeah. industries I would suspect that the yeah. last thing you'd want to do is retire with a load of people who were also in your industry like rivals contemporaries yeah. do you know because... what I mean like I don't know like say if you're like <clears throat> say if you're a milkman right mm. do you want to go I want to go to a retirement home that's only other milkmen you know yeah, I get what you're saying, but the thing is, entertainment is a collaborative industry quite it often, is, isn't yeah. it? So they come together and they work together. Milkmen generally don't collaborate with each they other. They work against each other, it's, a lot of them. A, yeah, it's a solo pursuit. You'll see Unigate and Express Dairies often in bitter like, warfare on the streets. <laughs> yeah, chasing each other in their milk floor to three <laughs> yeah. miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got an entertainment stage with a bar area, a conservatory, library, restaurant, television rooms, and even a hair salon. The home, the home is decorated throughout to emphasise and represent its theatrical lineage and keeps the ethos alive. Mm. Oh, like man, those I masks get that you get, and one's got a happy face and one's got a sad face. That's the uh, yes. theatrical yeah. emblem, the masks, aren't isn't they? it? Yeah, yeah. Wow, got to get in there. Got to get signed if up. If I go there, no. I'm. Pretty, I mean, if if I do get a foot in the door, I will definitely try to convince you to come down to go yeah. there too because oh, yeah. I'm thinking like even a video maybe if they'd allow it who knows we could go with secret cameras <laughs> no we can't do that mate Can we not? be careful what we say at this point because I'm I'm going to make contact with Brinsworth House possibly today and start it's getting right. the ball this, rolling this episode's behind the pier wall it's fine yeah, but, the, you know, what we don't want is them listening and going, well, we were going to say, yeah, but we've listened to it and we think you're a pair of cunts who are looking only to exploit our inmates. <laughs> and I'll go, gets oh, searched. yeah, Did, didn't I mention that in the email? I thought I was quite upfront. <laughs> Dear Brimsworth House, I represent Top Flight Time Machine. We are a pair of cunts who want to come in your home and exploit your elderly <laughs> clients. <laughs> We have been designated a pair of cunts by Her Majesty the Queen. (laughs) (laughs) And not national treasures. Thank God it's behind the paywall. But yeah, Yeah. uh, but I don't think we should have hidden cameras. But I do think that I will will convince them to let us in with camera. I would 
I would imagine they'll strip search you anyway when you went in, in case I'd you've got so. any drugs or anything. If one, of, if one of my grandparents were in there, they're all dead, obviously, but if they weren't and they were in there, I, I would want everyone to be stripped. I mean, look, let's not forget, Andy, what is the main thing we know on this podcast about the most famous story regarding an old people's home in the Top Flight Time Machine universe is the one about my brother Cass effectively mm. blagging his way into an old people's nunnery yeah, drunk of course. and mm. falling asleep in the chapel now he had no relative in there he just knocked on he was a he was a pissed man let's strip away everything we know about my nan once going there and everything we know about Cass being in actual fact a, a lovely loving and misunderstood man right yeah he's heart of gold yeah he's heart of gold but let's just forget all of that and just put it this way. There was a pissed hooligan stumbling along a roadside. He saw an old people's home. He knocked on the door, told them a cock and bull story about how his nan used to go there, and they just let him in. Now, luckily for them, he was not a maniac with a weapon. He wasn't a threat. Right. No, exactly. And he, all he wanted to do was have a piss and then fall asleep in the chapel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he wanted. But... What I'm saying is he could have been anyone. So that tells me that they need to step up security in old people's homes, particularly one that have a prevalence of um, famous people like your Yarwoods well, and O'Sullivan's of this world. I mean, no disrespect to that chapel and that, that nunnery. I'm sure that there, isn't, there aren't many infiltrators, whereas I imagine at Brinsworth House... There's, there's probably loads. It's like when people try well, to break it's a it, good job you and your son aren't round here because I know that you've both got an obsession with nuns and I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was the sort of stunt you'd try to pull. Like, let's try and infiltrate that nunnery and have a look about. Ah, uh, no, I've got more I've got more uh, respect for the, the profession than that. For the nun industry. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking just go willy-nilly. Did you get to asked just, to host their um, the, the annual nunnery or nun awards I, at Grosvenor House? There's, there's, yeah, I got asked to host the the nun kebab awards because yeah, you know the kebab it. awards are like a big thing in London. Yeah, and everyone gets involved now over the years. But the nuns up here they do kebab awards as well. Right, and uh, I've been asked to host that, so that's coming up in. Uh, Is every award yeah. for a, a nun a kebab related nun or? It's just no. It's just kebabs. It's just well, kebabs where the nuns run it. The, the, it's judged by nuns. Yeah, right. They, so a well, lot of the kebab them, shops around here try and tailor their output towards what nuns might want. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. They keep it simple. I think. I think nuns. Uh, it's British nuns like a a lamb donna from my experience. A simple lamb donna. Yeah. yeah. Or a, a plain chicken kebab. You know, like in American well. deli diners, they have different sandwiches are named after different celebrities. Yeah. So there's like the Larry David or what what have yeah. you, you know, the Whoopi Goldberg. Um, most kebab shops nowadays, you don't go in, mm. you go, oh, I'll have a large donna with chilli sauce, but no garlic, please. Yeah. There's just like a Sister Mary, yeah. you know, a, a Sister, a, a sister uh, Margaret. Yeah. And so on and so and forth. Sister Joyce. Sister Joyce. Uh, I'll have a Sister Joyce, please. Oh, what's that now? Oh, okay, that's a chicken uh, dinner, is it? With salad, but no chilli. Okay, of, coming up. of garlic. Yes. Garlic sauce on it. Oh, Joyce loves the garlic. 
Shall we? Um, shall we just take a, sh- a short break and together we'll watch the uh, the Jimmy Tarbuck video of Brinsworth House and then yeah, reconvene okay. and finish this episode off because we're yeah. not going to look at the Dick Turpin episode, are we? That's not happening. So, but uh, we, we have to well... talk about this episode at some point because it's a really good episode. I feel yeah, we'll that because of your logistical error, you might be like, ah, yeah. oh, no one cares about this episode anyway. No, but no, it's no, a good we'll, episode. We'll cover it. Don't okay. worry, we'll cover right. it. But it needs to be done in full and we're, we're okay. already running out of time. So right. we'll have a little break and we'll both watch this Jimmy Tarbuck video and then uh, reconvene in a okay. few moments. Jalapeño. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jalapeño. There we are. We're back. We've just watched the Brinsworth House video posted by Jimmy Tarbuck uh, on the website for the, uh, the retirement home. And my overall impression is that we've got absolutely fuck all chance of getting in there it's uh ran by the royal variety charity which of course puts on the royal variety performance every year it is they are balls deep in the queen the queen has already written us off as uh unsuitable for national treasure status Mm -hmm. which has given us cunt status so uh no chance we've got no chance I think you're underestimating me, mate. I think I can... Uh, if, if history tells us anything, it's like he says in The Godfather, mm. if history tells us anything, it's that we can get to anyone. And I think I will... That's I, I'm not going to say I definitely will get us in there, but I think, that I've, I, think I feel confident. I mean, you might get us in there as a one-off, but I think retiring yeah. there is out of the question. I think there'll, there'll be oh, a dossier... Yeah, 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 I don't yeah. think that. I don't think we'd be their cup. I, think, I, I know what you mean. I don't think that we'd we'd fit the bill at all. But you never know. You never I know. Think, and also, money talks, mate. Well, I mean, yeah. they they say that these they keep saying it's for people and saying who've fallen upon hard times. Yeah. But ultimately, not everyone. We're not. We're not going to be going there necessarily having fallen on hard times. We might say, look, we'll pay whatever the going rate is and more. Well, what I'm thinking is right now, now that I'm f- almost 50 and you're 40... 40, 46, 47, 47 mate, this year. 40, yeah. 
it maybe we need to just start making occasional one-off donations to the charity and you know hand over an envelope of cash a wink a nod and just say that's for later and then you know they'll look upon us favorably when our time comes i am um, it reminded me of these brothers who i met once called the clark brothers who were famous tap dancing brothers from <laughs> I'm not joking. I, right. I didn't see that coming. <clears throat> it reminded me of this because they ended up in a home and it might have been this one. I'm going to ask my brother. My brother, Theo, who makes adverts, made an advert and I can't remember who it was for, what the fuck was going on, but it required <laughs> two elderly men to be tap dancing in it. Okay. Sounds and great. <clears throat> the men he hired were former tap legends, the Clark brothers. The Clark brothers who were from America. I think they were from Philadelphia um, originally. They were mm. extremely old. and they, But for some reason, they had retired to Luton in the, in the UK. <laughs> One day, when this is all over, we got to retire to Luton, uh, yeah. UK. Uh, and basically, they were in all sorts of like classic sort of black and white movies from back in the day. I think they'd wound up in the UK because a lot of entertainers did because of, there was just so many theatres in the UK. So yeah. there was just more work because there was just more theatres per capita, and uh, <laughs> which is a phrase we don't use I, enough, by I the way. I guess it's kind of like the, the Laurel and Hardy film that Steve Coogan was in. They came over to basically do the tour of the, Ameri- of the UK theatre circuit because... There were so many of them. There's so many, they, they yeah. On, they, they kind of hit hard times, didn't they? We're a nation of players, you see, and always oh, have Oh, aren't we just, yes. <laughs> so anyway, they were in this ad, and for whatever reason, the local paper, like the Bedfordshire Gazette, sent a journalist to go to the set of the ad that my brother was making. Yeah. To, to say, look, the Clark Brothers, local noted local residents, the Clark Brothers, are being featured in a brand new commercial that you can all see. Great. And they took a picture. Uh, I think it made the front page of the Bedfordshire Gazette or the oh, Luton fucking recorder or whatever. But my brother was on it. It was him in between the two brothers with his arms around them both. Like, Way! <laughs> and um, anyway, he told me about it and he goes, they've got an incredible story. They fucking worked with everyone. They knew Fred Astaire for fuck's sake. Wow. Right? Yeah. We were on a train. This is like about 2006. We were on a train. And he was telling me about, because these guys that I've been working with, they were amazing, mate. And it was only a very small cameo in this ad. It was like blinking, you'd miss them. And I went, right, it's fucking obvious. We're going to have to make a fucking documentary about the cons, right? Yeah. And he went, oh, yeah, I'm really up for that. So he said, I'll set up a meeting. So he set up a meeting and said, right, you come. Because at the time I was making TV documentaries. So I thought, I've got, don't worry. Leave the rest to me, right? So <laughs> he set up a meeting and we went to the Clark Brothers' house in Luton, right. right? And these blokes were obviously two of the most charismatic and charming men I have ever had the oh, honour to encounter. Right? brilliant, yeah. They were amazing, right? They'd, like, grown up during the Depression in Philadelphia. That's how yeah. old they were, right? yeah. And they knew all of the old Hollywood glamour people, right? So they'd go, I remember Cary Grant saying to me and 1940, whatever, that kind of stuff. But also they totally knew Brucey, Tarby, mm-hmm. and all of that lot, the Royal Variety lot, right? Yeah. 
and um, but they lived <clears> in this very humble sort of bungalow in Luton, right? Very, very humble. And um, but when we came, we we sort of, what we did was we interviewed them on camera just for like to get their story on tape, right? Yeah. With a view to then maybe showing that to a commissioner and saying, "Do you want more?" And uh, the main thing I remember about the day is that they said would you like a cup of tea and i knew that they sort of it was their own place but they had carers because they were that frail they had carers who came in and out and did all their cooking and everything meals on wheels sort of set up yeah Mm -hmm. and because obviously they were just showbiz legends they had never had to fucking learn to do anything (laughs) as dreary as cooking (laughs) or making cups of tea right Anyway, they're American. Americans look quite suspiciously upon tea, I, I find, generally. You know? Yeah, they don't have kettles over there, do they? Ridiculous. Nah, they're not interested. I mean, I can sort of see their point of view. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, we know tea's much better than coffee, but I can see how they might think a bit weird. Well, Just some leaves, right? Yeah. But anyway, they said, just to be polite, because they were amazing guys, would you like a cup of tea? And I sort of tend to have a policy of always accepting hospitality mm. from people whose trust you are interested in winning. Yes. Because I learned that from Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Remember in Indiana Jones where they say, eat the fucking food. And mm-hmm. she's going, I don't want to. He goes, this is more food than these cunts have in a week. Eat mm. it. So mm. I was like the same with the Clark brothers. I thought... Builds a rapport, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'll have a cup of tea. He goes out. One, as soon as we said yes, I don't think he was expecting it. But me and my brother both thought we could see the horror in his eyes when we both went, yes, that would be lovely. He looked <laughs> fucking hell. Because one of them was just immobile. He, there was no chance he was going to make a cup of tea. He won't go fucking anywhere, mate. He was just in his chair. Right? The other one fucking shuffles out. And I'm thinking he might not make it there and back. He's that frail. He comes back with this cup of tea, Right? He gives it to me and we carry on chatting and I'm not... You know like the comedy thing where you take a sip of something and go... (laughs) And just spit it immediately. (laughs) Me and my brother simultaneously, our eyes met. Uh, like, And there was just sheer horror. uh, When you think of a bad cup of tea, right, you think... To this day, I do not know what was in that cup. How do you get tea wrong? But I can fucking tell you, it weren't tea. Or if it was tea, there was a load of other fucking ingredients, <laughs> foremost amongst them, oh. and this is no joke, salt. <laughs> it was a salty, hot, brown I Put some liquid. salt in your tea. Hope that's okay. I assume you take salt <laughs> with it. That's how we used... Yeah. That's how Jimmy Stewart used to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Never did him no harm. We well, call him a Jimmy. He died young, but yeah... <laughs> <laughs> he said it was the secret to him keeping a spring in his step. We call it a Jimmy in this house. Brew me up a good old cup of Jimmy. Cup of Jimmy. And we know what that is. It's tea with plenty of salt. <laughs> Actually, there's no tea in it. It's just salt and I, boiling water. I make it brown with a stock cube. <laughs> Salty gravy. We haven't got tea, but we do have this salty gravy. (laughs) I didn't finish it. Usually I think just fucking Uh, grin and bear it, finish the cunt. But I couldn't. And me and my brother still sometimes talk about it. And I think I'm going to check with Theo, but I'm I'm pretty sure that one or both of them 
I think one died, Jimmy Clark died few, uh, like a year or two after I met him, but my brother really stayed in touch with him and used to just go right. and visit him out oh, just because yeah. he liked him, you know. Yeah. He was like, he was Great. just out exactly. of kindness, he'd go and see him, you know. And uh, one of them died and the other one went into an, uh, a Royal Variety home and he continued to visit him there. So if I'm right and it was this home, then I'll, I'm going to get Theo on the blower and ask him for some intel on... Because it feels like he may have been in the guts of Brinsworth House visiting the remaining Clark brother. Or No, I think they're both dead now. I will turn to Wikipedia at this, at this point. Jimmy died on 30th of October 2009 at the age of 87. Mm. Steve? <laughs> of course, salt overdosed. <laughs> Steve, Steve latterly lived in Brinsworth House. Whoa! I can't wait to get on the phone to my brother straight after we've recorded this. Steve latterly lived. Tell me everything you know about Brinsworth House. And he died in February 2017 at the age of 93. Um, Oh, quite old. Quite um, recent. But they were cousins of Sammy Davis Jr. That's it. That's it. Fucking I remember hell. that now. Their first engagement was at the Cotton Club in Harlem when they were 15 and 17. Yeah. And in 1948, Frank Sinatra suggested they go to Britain with a show and the country became their permanent home. Guys, I suggest very strongly that you go to the UK and never return. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to see your face in Vegas no more. You put too many bridges here. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah they it's appeared, a real privilege encountering them. They appeared alongside Frank Sinatra and the Beatles. They opened the Sands in Las Vegas. They also That's played it. Madison Square Gardens and the Apollo in New York. What mm. about that? The Clark Brothers. Are I know. Them. Imagine so that, is, me so in Luton having up. a salty cup of tea with, uh, with, with those guys. <clears throat> yeah. And we what never got anywhere with the documentary. I don't think people were, I don't know, for whatever reason... It just wasn't people... But what we thought was, it was like, I suppose fairly early. When I met them, I think it was 2006. And I think that that was still... I think Strictly hadn't been going that long. And it had yeah. just sort of, you know, it was a, it was kind of a phenomena. And I think on that basis, we thought maybe, maybe there'll be some interest in these guys because suddenly mm. there's a revival in interest in oldie-timey jazz dance. <laughs> jazz dance men. <laughs> But so uh, unfortunately, no. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that I got to spend, you know, an afternoon in the company of people like that. That's, That's incredible. incredible. Yeah, yeah, really is. So, um, so they're not there at Brinsworth House now. But uh, one day we because will they are retire dead. there. <laughs> All nice and dead. One day we will retire there, hopefully. And um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the the video, the Jimmy Tarbuck video. Uh, we didn't see very much interaction with the residents. I tried to spot a couple of famous faces, but there was a couple I faintly recognised, but didn't really know. Um, <clears throat> it's yeah, there was a lot of talk about the charity that provides the care and everything. The, be- the and best it's, bit it's was easily the, the bar. The bar the looks fantastic, was, doesn't it? I think yeah. they called it the Legends Bar, and the he goes, and "Why bar. not?" Yeah, went, what was it called? The Old bar? Pros Bar. He goes. Uh, there's even an old pros bar, and why not? <laughs> I didn't know what he meant by that, but anyway, I, I went with it. I thought, yeah, you're right, Jimmy, why not? Give me one good reason why there wouldn't be a fucking bar. And it looked 
amazing, didn't it? Loads of photographs adorning the walls of all celebrities. I saw yeah. Bruce Forsyth, Jim Whitfield. I don't think there were people that lived there, but just, you know, friends and colleagues of the residents. So it'd be a nice kind of reminder of mm. everything in, in times when uh, their mental faculties desert them a bit. They could look at the photographs and remember. It is, a, it, it is genuinely a really nice reflection on the entertainment industry, though, yeah. isn't it? That, yeah. that people get pleasure because so many industries are riddled with bitterness and resentment and rivalry. Like the but milkman. the idea that you, you want to be like the milkman, obviously being the, the ultimate example of that. But like, you know, you, you sit there and you sort of think, I, I'm going to take pleasure by looking at some of the greats of my own profession, just yeah. pictures of them on the wall, that's going to bring me pleasure. Yeah. It reflects really nicely on them. It looks like a wonderful place. Oh, there's blue plaques all over the walls as well. Of course. Which I guess are relating to people that have lived there. So that's Brinsworth House, where Richard O'Sullivan, a.k.a. Dick Turpin, now resides. Resides. Uh, mm. You are going to attempt to infiltrate it, and we'll yeah. see what happens. We're sorry that we didn't actually get around to covering episode three, of series one of Dick Turpin, or even episode five of series two, uh, but we'll try again. If we next get week. the knock back from the, the like the official <clears throat> press route, I'm just thinking that we could do like where, you know when Ant and Dick sometimes drep, dress up as old men. Although I might have dreamt that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I'm pretty sure. Some, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ant and Dick sometimes dress as old men, don't they? In disguise, I'm sure they do. They dress up with yeah. everything. Yeah. So we just like to put on some prosthetics. And yeah. go in and pretend that we're potential residents. And yeah. then we get some other people to pretend that there are children. God, there are children. Yeah, right. Or guardians. Guardians and go, or something, yeah. These are the two tap dancing brothers. Um, uh, <laughs> Sam Dawson and Andy Delaney. <laughs> I thought you said they were brothers. Yes, those are theatrical names. Their real names are... John and Jimmy Jones. Anyway. <laughs> John Jones. <laughs> they're both millionaires, but they want to retire to here. Can we have a look around? They specifically want to speak with Richard O'Sullivan about his time as and, Dick Turpin. Is that possible? And, and if they can't get much sense out of him, Mike Yarwood. <laughs> well, this is rather... Um, this is rather unconventional. Yes, it is. But as I say, they are millionaires. <laughs> and I'll warn you now, they're eccentric as well. <laughs> They the are, best kind of millionaire. They are huge tippers. Huge <laughs> tippers. They'll tip anyone to a, a, a vulgar extent. They're rolling in it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we are. That's the, the episode. Wasn't what we expected, but fuck it. Thanks for listening. Mm. Back again with more next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.